Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pointless Void podcast, a podcast where two friends and screenwriters get together and turn a dumb idea into a movie idea. Now, something interesting. This is the first time Carter and I are talking to each other in over a week. Well, not over a week. A week. It's been about. I left last Friday. Yeah. At so, this time. Exactly. Yeah. So you're getting back from Washington, D.C. How was that? Oh, it was so much fun. It was a blast. I had a lot. I, I've been to Washington, D.C. as well. I love Washington, D.C. It's, it's amazing. Fun. It's a fun time. Did you uh, get an Airbnb or hotel? What did you guys We got do? an Airbnb. And so we were with my grandparents, my uncle and his kids, and then my aunt with their kids. And so we had like, I'm trying to think, 13, I think was the number mm-hmm. of all of us and then my family. And so we just got like a giant like mansion Airbnb, split it, and we just all slept there. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. That's a, that's what we did as well. We didn't have as quite as many people, mm-hmm. but yeah, we had an Airbnb like just kind of in the main downtown city. Oh, really? You got it, it in a, the main? Yeah, and it was a good time. Um, there's some really neat monuments there. Like it's fun to just like you wouldn't think, like, yeah. oh, who gives a crap about an Abraham Lincoln statue? But it's like it is really cool. That statue is amazing. It did. Yeah. It felt fake going there. I was like, this isn't real. Like. <laughs> Felt like a dream, like a hallucination. Yeah, for sure. Like those giant steps you go up there and mm-hmm. it's Lincoln. My dad, so my dad has read a book about Lincoln. Yeah. And he and he, he likes Lincoln a lot. Like he, mm-hmm. um, a, a lot of historians like to nowadays say that Lincoln wasn't a good person, but it's like, um, it he was a big part in freeing slaves. So, Oh yeah, definitely. So anyway, and my dad is someone who is very active in, in, um, trying to, how am I supposed to say this correctly? He just does his best to be as least racist as possible. That's like, he cares a lot about that. And so mm-hmm. that's that civil rights activist, civil rights activist, yeah. stuff like that. And so he, like he, when he stepped into that room, like he didn't even expect it. He just started like crying. Really? Yeah, just from being in that space. No, I get it. It's amazing. Yeah. And they have his, you know, the uh, Emancipation Proclamation and the Gettysburg Address. Carved into the wall. Carved into the wall. I don't know. Did you... This doesn't just exist in Washington, D.C., but did you go to the Holocaust Museum? I did. Yes. That was... I cried in that. Oh, yeah. I think everyone did. Everyone does, yeah. That is the most somber place I think I've ever one of the most sober places I've ever walked into. It is impeccable. Like we even had little kids and, you know, we were telling them before we're like, Hey, you know, just a heads up. This is a very, <laughs> you know, yeah. At the, at respectful the respectful place, they have like portions of the museum where you have to be a certain height. Cause they have like walls to see into it because it's too. So like, obviously if a parent thought it was something they wanted their child to see, they could pick them up. But like, it, yeah, it's That's, just a, there was one part that I was actually just about to tell the part that got me the most was the, I'm just going to say like the mad scientist because the dude was crazy that did all the experiments on the people at Auschwitz and those kind of places. And, you know, there was this barrier and you had to be tall enough to look over and they had all this videos and pictures. And I'm just looking there. I'm like, that is insane that this even happened like it feels fake that this happened in real life i'm like there's no way that this i know actually occurred yeah it's but it did yeah it's terrible it's i mean it is one of the worst things that's ever happened oh definitely there's also terrible things that happen i mean we're coming up on columbus day have you heard about like 
Columbus is like one of the worst people. Yeah, ever. he really is. <laughs> and it's like, why are we like getting off school for Columbus Day? Yeah. Um, uh, actually, speaking of that, this is a uh, the Pointless Void Productions is um, launching a new podcast coming up in the next few weeks um, called Decolonize Your Mind. Um, um, I signed a guy. His name is uh, Dalen Gudiel, and he is pretty popular on TikTok, and he talks about um, stuff like this and how. Um, like, cause he, he's Guatemalan and, but like a lot of people in, in South America, like think of themselves as Hispanic people. Yeah. But the only reason they're Hispanic is because of like the takeover of Spain. The conquistadors in Spain. Yeah. Like there's a lot of indigenous blood in these people that they don't talk about. They talk about how they're Hispanic. Right. And so he has a TikTok where he talks about, um, like stuff that I, I can't relate to in my own self, but he, he has like um, direct like uh, lineage that he can look back on and he has a TikTok about no the way. indigenous people. And so um, he's launching a podcast with us. That's very cool. And so it should be really interesting. That's awesome. So that should be coming. Decolonize your mind. Um, when this episode comes out, it, it won't be the decolonize your mind won't be out for another few weeks. But if you're listening to this in the future, it's already out and there's some great episodes for you to enjoy there. That's very cool. Yeah. That's sweet. But yeah, no, the, another place that was really like amazing was Mount Vernon, which is George Washington's estate mm -hmm. where he lived. That was amazing. Spent I didn't, hours I didn't hours go there. there. Um, we spent some time at Arlington Cemetery. Yeah. And we saw the changing of the guard. Did you do that? We did. And I actually have a really funny story about that. Really? And so we were at the guard and we were quiet, right? Like that mm -hmm. place is silent. Oh yeah, Arlington for sure. Cemetery. Um, and while we were there, literally this train of, well, not train, this bus. We were at the changing the guard, that area, the tomb of the unknown soldier. And a bus of 30 veterans came out. Oh yeah. And they sit around and they watch it and it was really cool. And some of them came up to us and we were talking to them, right? They were really cool guys. They fought in Vietnam and the guys started getting so excited that they accidentally started like screaming and the guard had to remind us. They're like, just a reminder. This is a, you know, Sega cemetery. And it's funny. Well, the part that's funny is we were so quiet. And then it was the veterans who ended up getting us in trouble. <laughs> at the Arlington cemetery and they go, they just look at each other. They're from Wisconsin. They're like, Oh, they're like, we got to go. And they just like went inside. Yeah. But that actually happened to us as well. The guard had to tell everyone to be qu more quiet. Mm -hmm. Cause um, yeah, when new people show up and then you get a big crowd and then like some people are like whispering and then that turns into a little bit louder and then they have to remind people. Yeah. And if you have like <clears throat> 30 people whispering, yeah, that's like part of the, that's pretty loud. That's part of the gig of the guard. Right. It's crazy. They literally have been doing that for 24 hours a day for how long? How many it's years? It's insane. I, I have no idea. Because, yeah, they do it at night too, don't they? Oh, yeah. There's they never not it. someone there. That's insane. Marching. Imagine being there at 4 a.m. You know, you go an hour shift, so it's not like you go, Yeah. you know, insanely long, you know, eight hours of just standing there. But an hour is a long time when you're out there. And if it's rain, cold, snow, it doesn't matter. You're just. Yep. They just keep it going. There. Arlington was a very, a very, uh, unique place. I don't say cool. I don't have another adjective. I'm just gonna, you know, <laughs> yeah. Unique and cool. I mm -hmm. mean, 
it's uh I don't have any family there, but a lot of people have soldiers there. Right. Um neither do I. The Kennedys are there. I don't know why the Kennedys get such a big Yeah, space. no, I don't know either, to be honest. I know he fought in World War Two and it's actually funny. Do you know uh John F. Kennedy's story? <laughs> Other than that he was president and then the, he got shot. I the PT cruiser while he was in the Navy. I don't know. So that there's story, this no. very famous thing, and I'm trying to give it justice and get all the details I can. So, you know, for those of the viewers, look it up, fact check what I say. Um, but it was like legendary. What happened was there was this collision or crash or something, and JFK on a PT cruiser the boat was sinking, was able to get, I think, I want to say everyone, off and to safety. And it was like legendary heroic, right? Yeah. Well, funny story. Now, I was at a museum and they were telling us this. Um, and so feel free to fact check. Is JFK actually is the one who sunk the boat in the first place. <laughs> Messing around. And then he saved everyone from the PT Cruiser. But they don't talk about the fact that he was sinking the boat. <laughs> yeah. And caused the issues. Because, you know, he redeemed himself by running the BT cruising, getting people out, but he was the one that actually <laughs> made it sink. <laughs> yeah, John F. Kennedy's an instrument. The Kennedys in general are really interesting family because, like, both Robert and John were both assassinated. Well, yeah, that too, yeah. Um, like, yeah, shot and killed. Like, that's pretty rare. Like, not very many people are shot mm -mm. and killed, but two in the same family, and they were both, like, political and influential and... Yeah. Have you um, been to JFK's assassination in Dallas? Where he was assassinated? No. So when I w went to Disney World in Florida during the summer, I stopped by and we went to Dallas and saw the tour, gave all these things. And it is one of the most, not sketchiest things, but weirdest places on earth. Be just because there is like no detail given. Um, and there's so much speculation about what is going on with the JFK assassination about, you know, who did it, who did this. And they even have it in the museum. They put back and said that there was like five shooters. Some say it was the mafia. Some say, because the person who got accused of killing him was murdered by a mob man and then he died. And so there's just like so much confusion behind the JFK assassination. Yeah, that's kind of crazy that they still didn't like with John Wilkes Booth or whatever, like they caught him basically instantly. Yeah. I mean, just, people saw him shoot him. Right. Like yeah. He, there's no doubt. This is the guy who did it. Mm -hmm. Um, they, there was a little bit of a like thing of who was involved in the planning and they were, there were some people accused, I think, but, right. but yeah, I, it's crazy that they still haven't found out who, who shot Kennedy. Someone, I'm pretty sure someone shot Ronald Reagan too. He didn't die. He did, yeah. In his first, like, I want to say it was in his early months. It hasn't even been a year before he ended up getting shot. But yeah. Does that mean you're a really good president or a bad president if you get shot? Trying to think. <laughs> I mean, because, like, people, I just remember all the time, like, people joking about wanting to kill Donald Trump. Or not kill him, but, you know, like, someone should assassinate that guy. Like, Oh, yeah, but people I feel say like that all the time. The bad people don't get assassinated. Right. It's the good cause look at it in history. JFK. I don't know much about JFK, but I know everyone loved him. Yeah. Well, and so uh, like uh, conservative people like Ronald Reagan. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the same. Like conservative people must have not liked JFK, but 
Mm-hmm. So it's I guess it's preference. I feel like Lincoln is the only universally liked president. Yeah, him and Washington. Yeah, of course. I would say those two. Everyone else, it's. <laughs> yeah, people have some negative things to say about him. Right. Um. Yeah, Washington. Yeah, people mm-hmm. just hate. The president's always going to be hated. It's like the worst yeah. job in the world. Mm-hmm. That's the hard thing. Like, no matter what you do, you're going to get flack. You're going to get so much pressure. Like, I don't understand why someone would want to be <laughs> president. I do, you know, that desire to make a change and you have that opportunity to do so. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, you're that's such a burden. You're literally the most famous person in the world. But you have like so much being the freaking queen would be lit. You just yeah. <laughs> literally just get to be rich, live the best life ever. I would be in the anything. royal family. That sounds amazing. Don't do anything. And then yeah. everyone like cries when you die. Uh-huh. The queen. I, I I don't even care. Like people are like, it's <laughs> like, oh, it's too soon. Don't talk about the queen. It's like, we don't care about the queen. We're America. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like the queen. We That's left England. thing. <laughs> Is the monarchy. <laughs> we don't like the monarchy. If we liked the monarchy, we, we would still be England. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> why are we like give it, paying our respects to this rich woman who did nothing but be born? So that's the funny part is people are like, you know, she's amazing. And I'm like, well, what does she do? She was born. And that's literally all she they, did. They don't have an answer. No one has an answer of what she just did. She actually did a few things that were like negative. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like a historian, mm-hmm. but like I've heard of like, she did quite a few things like, like past bills that were negative towards some um, people. Plus yeah. she, she's just the face of the English empire that like just right. has done so many things to so many different places she was, around the world. She was even in power when Gandhi was. Oh yeah. Cause she's been alive going. forever. Yeah. I know she was alive when Gandhi, but I think she was even in yeah. power. Yeah. And so she was like from there, that seems like ancient history, but she was the queen. But she was the, <laughs> the queen yeah and now we got this weird dude being king that i don't care about but i know <laughs> i don't even know why i brought up queen oh i'm just saying that's like way better than being president oh yeah yeah. because yeah. No, you, you get all the power or mm-hmm. all the recognition but none of the actual like, work work yeah <laughs> none it's, of the work and none of the hate it's much more of a propaganda sort of position now mm-hmm. i think in the past they used to i mean you know colonial times with you know the american revolution the king used to, i think to do much more they still well, had of a prime they minister because well, they used to actually be in charge yeah but um yeah now it's just stupid and then there's it's just so old-fashioned like why do we have the crown why do we have like an actual crown filled with jewels that they stole from other countries like that's what the crown is it really it is. just represents like stolen wealth mm-hmm. that's all the crown is and we like literally have, or not we as Americans, but like, it's like, how are English people like, yeah, we love this. We love the, que- we love the queen. <laughs> like, a lot of people do. A lot of people don't. Uh, I'm sure. But there's but like, yeah, there's, there's way is, too many people that are into it. Yeah. For tons of people. For 2022. Right. Yeah. To have a monarchy. Like, I'm surprised that's still around. It's really just there for like, own version of reality TV for the government is... The monarchy. Yeah. That's the only thing I've heard from them that they do is reality TV stuff. Not <laughs> yeah, but I don't know why they Drama. just have regular reality TV like us. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. It's probably because I have to look. I'll have to do more research. I'll definitely like of what the monarch actually does. But yeah, but like when I think about kings and mm-hmm. queens, like 
what comes to mind is like North Korea, dictators, China, leaders that are, have way too much power. Yeah, name a good king in history. None. Yeah. I mean, there are... Richard the Lionheart was England. He was a very famous one. But there are people that are good kings, and by good kings or queens, meaning they did a lot for their empire. Oh, yeah. But as far as the actual individual people are concerned, mm. their lives weren't that great. Like, the king did not give them yeah. good lives. Just their empire was prospering. I mean, think of Julius Caesar. Roman, yeah. you know, I yeah. guess he was technically an emperor, but, you know, still. Julius Caesar might be considered a good king or whatever he was, em emperor, but uh, he is only good because he grew his empire. He Like, the mm -hmm. people of Rome, maybe they liked him, but, yeah. like, they were still living terrible mm -hmm. lives. And that's what's so... So, yeah, getting back from D.C., all this history, I'm like, whoa, I had no idea, you know, and it's super cool. But that's was like George Washington is like a pretty cool dude. I mean, like he twice gave up his power. Yeah. Back he's to like, the uh, we were not government. I'm, I'm not a king, which is like unheard of. Now we think of it and we're like, yeah, of course, you know, the president's done. They get reelected, you know, and then there's a. But he had the opportunity to be the reigning king. Yeah, he could become a king. And he, twice he gave his power the first time with the power of the, con you know, the army. And the second time with his presidency, he gave it back. He's like, no, we're. <laughs> That's what I think is hilarious about the word president is at the time they came up with that word because mm -hmm. president was kind of lame. Like it meant nothing. And now it's like. <laughs> and now because of the United States president, mm -hmm. the word president now means like the most powerful person in the room. Yeah. President. But at the time it wasn't. Mm -hmm. and so it's just an interesting little thing about how words change because right. of the person you can't like make them seem lame because if they're not mm -hmm. they change the entire meaning of a word oh definitely <clears throat> so you want to write a movie let's do it let's get into it so a movie idea that i've been wanting to do for a while or not not this is just a genre that we've not touched on and that's romance oh we attempted to write a romance me garrett and cameron way back early Megan on fox yes Kay. but but in <laughs> Pointless void fashion, it turned into a horror movie like always. Yeah. <laughs> and so we've never, have we? I guess the Turkey Bowl kiss was a, that's a pretty popular. It was a romance, yeah. I guess, so maybe we have done a romance, but I want to try another romance Let's because um, I we you and I together haven't done it. Maybe I've mm -hmm. done it with Garrett, but you and I have never tried Yeah, to we've thrown romantic elements and stories, but we've not done a romance. So do you like romance movies? Yeah, I think a good, well-done romance movie is... It's great stuff. Romance, rom-coms. I know, you know, romance movies are a little different. When I think romance, I think of Pride and Prejudice, you know, Sense and Sensibility. In rom-coms, I think of Hitch, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. A romance, well, like, for example, a few, it's actually been, like, more than two weeks. Like, three or four weeks ago, um, we watched uh, The Notebook. You weren't there, but. Yes. Mm -hmm. Me and just, like, six girls. <laughs> Which was, there's nothing wrong with that, but like I, like they were all crying and I was like kind of crying. Like it was a really good movie actually. I liked The Notebook. Mm -hmm. um, I love the premise. I, I didn't like the two main characters, which you don't like. I didn't know. I didn't realize Rachel McAdams was in that movie. I know. Neither did I. Until I, was I started watching there. Like, Rachel, what the heck? I know. Literally, I had the same realization. I know Ryan Gosling, classic, right? No, yeah. he's in The Notebook. And then I'm looking, I'm like, she looks so familiar. I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, that's Rachel McAdams. I didn't like the two main characters, but I loved the plot of the movie. Like the the idea behind it, the flashbacks, the flash forwards to, you know, 
the yeah. old couple. I thought it was a beautiful movie, but I didn't like the characters. But that was just me. That was just yeah. <laughs> I um, well, like, I like the aspect of like this is we we know from literally the beginning of the story like this is forever love. This yeah. isn't like because we knew they were together in their old age, right? Because that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie. We're, I mean, we're spoiling the movie, but like it, it is incredibly sad to imagine the person you love forgetting who you are. Oh yeah, and that's what I mean. That's what the this man is is living with, right? Um, I don't know. Do you have any family that's had that happen to them? I feel like that's the worst disease that exists. No, I, I never had, I'm trying to think, I don't think I've ever had anyone who's passed away from dementia that I know of. I've had two great grandparents pass away in my lifetime. All knock on wood. All my grandparents are healthy and alive. Same. Um, that's pretty rare. Both of us. Yeah. But both of, of us have both have our grandparents still around. Are mm-hmm. you an older member of your family? I am. I'm the second oldest. Yeah, same. I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest cousin on not not one of my grandparents' mm-hmm. side, but almost both of my grandparents' side. So I'm the oldest on both sides. Like I, there's yeah. like two people older than me on my grandma's, and then on my on my let me phrase that on my mom's side, but then on my dad's side, I'm the same thing, second old. Like, yeah. So that's that's why our mm-hmm. grandparents are still alive. But yeah, I so I haven't had any close family die of dementia Mm -hmm. but yeah that's like probably one of the worst worst ways to go worst ways to go like or not for you but for your family because yeah they they have to live with you not knowing like Mm -hmm. this is your daughter this is your son this is your grandchild this is your husband that you spent your life with Uh, right there was one lady who i grew very uh i grew to love i love this lady so i worked at an old folks home and there was this lady there whose name was Betty. And she had terrible dementia. But she had this crush on this one person, the folk, old folks home, who would sit with her. Uh-huh. Um, had a massive crush on him. And he also had dementia. And they were just, you know each other. But they, she had no idea who I was. Every time I went to visit her, she'd be like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Carter. I work at the kitchen. And she's like, okay. And we would have like the same like reintroduction every time I went to go see her. Yeah. But she knew Herb. Herb was the girl's, the guy's name. And she knew nothing, but she knew Herb. And we'd be like, so how are you and Herb? And <laughs> she's like, we are just friends. I don't know why you're looking at me that way. Stop looking at me that way. We are just friends. But like she, they loved each other. They were like super close, super tight. And uh, while they forgot everything and couldn't remember what they had for lunch, they remembered each other. That's, that's kind of cute. It was very sweet. It was very sweet. Um, I actually worked in a old folks home as well. Old folks home. That's the weirdest way to say it, but I can't um, remember. I like literally retirement, retirement community. Yes. Yeah. So I worked in a retirement community. You worked in the kitchen. I worked in maintenance and there was this woman. I'd never seen her before. She was one that was always in her um, room. And, she uh, like it was late in the evening and I was working on something and people people know that I'm a maintenance person so they'll like come to me and ask like if they have something fixed so this woman comes out and it was like at the moment it was like pretty awkward because she was like really like flirting with me mm-hmm. and this is like an 80 year old woman and I could tell like like I knew she had dementia and like she was like being really like um not sexual towards me, but like, you know, you, you kind of yeah, know. No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> and so at the moment I felt like really awkward and she like, but come to find out she, um, I look a lot like her husband when he was young. Really? 
And like, um, after, after the like thing, I told some people like, um, just cause I was curious of like if she, and she was actually off her medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why she was having really bad dementia at the moment, but she thought I was her husband and she thought, she thought that she was young. Like she thought she was dating her husband. That's kind of sweet. I and mean, it's weird, but like, that's it's why very I was like, sweet. at the moment it was awkward, but then I was like, that is kind of sweet. Like uh-huh. she thought I was her husband and she thought she was 25 again. Yeah. Old couples who, cause I'm not going to lie. You meet old couples and you can tell which ones actually love each other and which ones do not. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, you know, elderly couples who love each other are some of the sweetest things in the entire world. Like they're, they're adorable. They're so cool. There was this one that I loved. His name was Charles and his wife. And they were, um, they were the best. And she was actually suffered from dementia. And so it was a very similar situation from the notebook. And he, she would sometimes forget who he was and it hurt him. But he still like every day would bring her down to lunch, bring her down to dinner, do everything with her. And he was just super sweet. And when he passed away, she was, he was heartbroken, but mm, I, so I just had a thought <clears throat> that this might be a good movie. This is like similar to your two people. So we have two people living together that have dementia. They mm-hmm. are married to each other and they love each other, but they forgot. Oh, and so it's like them like falling in love well, a second, a second time. time. Do you know what I mean? I like that. I think that's a cool idea. I love that. Yeah, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. And, and you, Two people that had dementia wouldn't be living together because they would scare each other all the time. Yeah, so, so they would be. But in their separate. family put them in the same home. Yeah, but they're living in separate rooms and stuff. Right, and so they're refalling in love with each other the same time. That would be really I cute. Think I cute. think that's a great idea, and it's similar to the Notebook. You have similar, a similar thing, but it is different. Yeah, definitely like drawing inspiration, but that's a cool. I really like that. That'd be a very nice movie. Okay. I so. mean, do we want I what does is the movie a lot about showing them young though too? I think so. What I think like, you could do is like cut back and forth between things they did in young and then realizing like they're doing, doing it again as they're older. You know what I and mean? And it's like he doesn't remember he ever did that. Uh-huh. But that's just the kind of person he is. Uh, yeah. Inside. So and just like kind of like goes back and forth between the two you know, shows their past and while it's progressing in like their past, their what's going on is also like going with it. If that makes sense. It's like yeah. together. Yeah. So it's like, they're not actually remembering it, but it's just giving us as the audience context of their exactly. life together. Uh-huh. Um, do a lot of romance movies come from books? I know the notebook did. I think so. I was actually just looking up a bunch. Um, the classic one, Titanic. I've actually never seen Titanic. Neither have I. Okay. I know it's like classic <laughs> and as filmmakers, we should watch it. But I, That's what someone has told me. They're like, <laughs> I hated Titanic, but you're a filmmaker. Like you have to watch Titanic because it's classic. Yeah, we need um, to watch it. But Pride and Prejudice book, Sense and Plus Sensibility the, book. the main character has my same name. Leonardo DiCaprio? His name is Jack. Oh, Jack. <laughs> 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 I was like Leonardo and I was like thinking I'm like who's the girl I'm like her her name's not Jack I know that for sure <laughs> <laughs> okay I like how you're just like his name's Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie <laughs> okay um, yeah character yep uh Casablanca never seen Casablanca 
And I actually don't know if it was based on a book. I don't think it was actually. Looking at that Pride and Prejudice book. Um, when Harry Met Sally. Have you seen that? Um, no. So I've heard a lot about that one. I've heard it's really good. But I have no idea. Oh, this one ranked in the top 10. The Princess Bride. What a okay. great what a great movie. I actually do love The Princess Bride. See, the thing about The Princess Bride is it is a romance, but it's also an adventure, it's also a comedy, it's yeah. also a um it's how do you explain like the fantasy, I guess, maybe? It like, wasn't fantasy, it was It's also like a kind of a f- family getting closer to each other movie cuz like the grandpa and the It's like it's just just a beautiful movie. It is. Is and that's a unique story that was written by the screenwriter, not by a book. Yeah, from what I've encountered, there's no book inspiration. I mean, you know, they gain inspiration from a bunch of things, but it's not like yeah, derived from a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they got a lot of inspiration just from fantasy novels, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a. You know what's funny is the only two movies that I can think of that has wait, what's the name of the pirate guy? Who's the farm boy? What's his name in the movie? In what movie? In Princess Bride. Oh, I actually have no idea. The As You Wish, dude? Is it Willis or something stupid? I can't. Will. Is it just Will? I think so. That sounds really right. Will, uh, I know it's Princess Buttercup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that name's just classic. I can't think of his name. I think it's Will. I think it's something like pretty basic. Okay, so if I think it's Will, but I could be wrong. But the guy, the actor who plays Will is in one. Well, he's in a lot of movies, but the only other movie that I've seen him in is Saw. And those are like total opposite movies. So I love the main dude. So he's a lot in, uh, have you seen Psych? Um, I've seen some of it, he yeah. He is a very uh, popular reoccurring character, Pierre Despero. Um, That's he's him? so funny, yeah. But, and then Robin Hood Men in Tights. He's Robin Hood. <laughs> he's got to be getting old now, right? Oh, he's I pretty mean, old. The... The guy who played Nigo Montoya, he's like pretty famous. I love that like, dude. He's getting what mm-hmm. is that guy's name? Let's I'll look. It's not Antonio Banderas, is it? No, 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 no. I know Antonio Banderas. Um let's see. That whole fight also the fight scenes in Princess Bride were actually so well choreographed. Yep. They were amazing. Oh, Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, there's a <laughs> There's this weird bit in um, How I Met Your Mother, which you haven't seen, but this isn't really a spoiler. Yeah. There was a wedding, and uh, there was old, like, so, you know how a ton of your old relatives come to weddings and stuff, and the characters were trying to avoid their old relatives because they didn't want (laughs) to, I don't know, just talk about stuff forever. And so they, they, um, anytime someone would say Mandy Patinkin, Mm -hmm. it was like this weird, like, summoning thing. Like, all the old people would be like, and I could start like going towards it because like they just love Manny Batikin for some yeah. reason. <laughs> my and name is Amimo Toyo. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> yeah. He is great in that movie. Also, do you remember the guy who like orchestrated the kidnapping of Princess Buttercup? His his actor name is Wallace Shawn, but he's the he has the most iconic one of the most iconic yeah. voices. He, yeah, he passed away. That's a despicable. Bit ago. Do you know he was the voice of Rex? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was in a lot of Pixar stuff. He was also in The Incredibles. He was the yep. Bob. <laughs> We're an insurance company. <laughs> He's a man. Yeah, he has a great voice. It's a shame that he. Yeah. I mean, did he just die because he was older? Did he die from something? He's 78. Oh, no, he's still alive. 
Oh, really? I thought he passed away. You know who I'm thinking of? Um, uh, Iago, the Jafar. He also yeah. he passed away recently. He, he passed away recently, but I thought Wallace Shawn passed away like a long time ago. Not what I've seen because he's 78. He's old, but I think oh. he's still alive. Yeah, looks like he's. I I just thought he okay. For some reason, I thought that too. Maybe it was like some one of those weird hoaxes, like um. Avril Lavigne or something. Yeah, or Kobe. Remember when everyone thought Avril Lavigne was dead? Kobe is dead. No, dude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought you were serious. I was like, like, <laughs> are like, you kidding, yeah. my guy? I do remember Al Lavigne. I remember there was a big one with Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. In a plane, in a helicopter accident. Mm. Well, in this episode, or in this podcast, I was, I, I literally, I mixed up Mac Miller and Macklemore. And so, I remember that. Because I, I was like, I'm pretty sure Macklemore's dead. You're like, no, nah, dude, he's not dead. I'm like, I'm pretty positive. But it was just because I mixed up the two names. I remember that. Because I was like, I am like willing to bet my life that Macklemore's not dead. And, I'm like, and I was like, I'm willing to bet my life he is dead. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was an embarrassing moment on this podcast for me because he's like so not dead. He's like fully alive. I remember when he said it, I was shook. I'm like, since when? You're like, since forever. I'm like, Nah, he's <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. I thought Mac Miller was still alive. It was the opposite, mm -hmm. but crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy. So I have this idea that just okay. came to me because I was just looking at one of the things. One of the love tropes, love story tropes that I really like when it's actually well done. Because I feel like I don't know. I think it's actually it brings a little bit of humor into it, but I think it's very real because I've seen this all the time is people who start off hating each other who grow to love each other. Uh -huh. do, you, do you ever, have you ever met someone that way? Uh, I, I, yes. That's actually super common. It's a very common thing that like when someone's like, Oh, like sometimes people, and then you start school, to think about it more and then you like your mind flips in a weird uh -huh. way. And they're like, ah, and they, and they grow to actually like each other. So this is actually funny. The actors of the notebook, um, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams hated each other. And they got into so many fights. They had to bring therapists in. Oh, yeah. And it took a while. But two years afterwards, they started dating. And they were really? steady dating for a while. I didn't know they dated. They had a relationship. And another one of my friends, he and this one girl hated each other. And I'm like, dude, you're going to end up dating her. And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. It just always happens. Somehow, some way. <laughs> you are. And they did. They ended up dating their senior year. It also goes the opposite way. If you start by liking someone a lot and it, you can flip like there's people flip. like the people that you like the most are the people you end up hating the most. Not always, not always, but, but like, it's true. If you break and you don't have to hate your ex, but like it, you can get real true hate feelings, but only from people you used to love. Yeah. Like it's hard to truly hate someone you didn't love at one point. So it, it does go both that ways. That is profound. That is like, I'm going to quote that. That's I mean, amazing. I but can, it's true. I think it's 100% yeah. correct. I don't think you can really hate someone without truly loving truly loving them. You know, in a, in a way, like it's... You, you can hate bad things like historical... Like I hate Adolf Hitler. Right, I classic, hate, you know. I hate Napoleon, Columbus, you know, Columbus, all that. But stuff. I don't really actually hate them because I don't know them. Right, like I can't hate them. Mm -hmm. I can hate the stuff I've heard about them and that is true. Yeah, I'm trying to think, Justin, not history wise, but like in film, TV, because I feel like this has had to happen. People who become, who are really good friends, who end up hating each other, and I just can't think of any examples. 
Um, and it's scratching my brain. I know there's some. Like I like can think of it. I just can't think of characters that started out together or in a series. I'm okay. This is what I'm going to go with. Obi Wan and uh, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> kind of a classic, but you know, I don't, had, I don't know if Obi Wan ever grew. They to had actually a fatherly. Hate. Yeah, but um, Anakin definitely hated Obi Wan. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And he definitely loved him as a father figure and as a brother and as a mentor. And it turned to things like series where you see that where you know how it ends, but they start off like super close. Like, it's, like, so hard to watch. Because you watch them together, and you're like, oh, they're great. And then you're like, but you know what's going to happen. Like, what's a, what's an example? Uh, just with one oh, of the yeah, examples, yeah, yeah. Anakin Obi-Wan, you know, you watch the oh, original trilogy. Oh, that's true, because you already knew who Darth Vader was. Yeah, and you, you're watching it, and you're like, this is so hard, because I love those two together. And you knew <laughs> that that's, this little blonde kid is going to become the most evil person. In- well, he redeemed himself, I guess, in the last movie. Well, it's not the last movie anymore. The sixth, yeah. But uh, he somewhat redeemed himself, but he still but was he like did. the yeah, Sith he did Lord terrible. for decades Awful. and decades. <laughs> yeah. Blowing up planets and, and choking out his own employees because they he just felt like it one time. Does that happen in real life? You know in movies where like the bad guy is like mad at an employee and like kills them on the spot? Does that happen? Like I'm intrigued if that's like realistic. <sighs> I think it does, dude. It, yeah. Like when we talk about like, um, like we're not talking like tr- like a uh, legal boss, but I think like yeah, yeah, no, the yeah. cartel does that. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's true. So I think it just proves when you show that in a movie, it's like, oh, this guy actually really is evil. Mm. He doesn't care. Yeah. Or she, but mostly, mostly they, you know, mostly villains are guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, most characters are guys to be honest. Right. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah thing in cartel and stuff like that it's very accurate and so do we just throwing it out there for this movie do we have them hate each other at first you know what i mean um maybe yeah they don't i could just like picture them getting in fights in the in the dining room they're like in the dining room <laughs> but then it could also go back like you know when we're talking about like you know flashbacks as well them as kids and well that actually is another notebook thing is that um, I can't even remember the name of the characters, but Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams characters, like they're bi- they fight all, all the, the time, time with each other, all the time, and then end with making out. Like that's their thing. Yeah, that's like literally. their whole character. That's their whole character. And I'm pretty sure even Ryan Gosling brings that up at like, the end. Yeah, like he's when like, Rachel was gonna leave to go mm-hmm. to her fiance, and he, um, he's like, he's like, this is what we do. We fight, but then we get over it. <laughs> You're like, you're a pain in my butt 99% of the time, but that 1%. <laughs> yeah, well, that is an interesting thing. I actually also. loved that last speech. One of the best things about the notebook, that last speech that he gave, I was like, that's actually a really good one. Because he's like, yeah, it's going to suck. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna fight, but it's going to be worth, you know what I mean? Like, I was actually like, that's a good. That's worth it. That's a solid last speech. That's a solid. Yeah. Solid love trope right there. I can't remember. To be honest, I, I like walked away from the movie for like t- 10 minutes and I missed like a pretty big thing. <laughs> like literally I, they were like um, together and I heard like, Oh, she's going to go off to a different college. Yeah. And then I like had to go do something for 10 minutes. I came back and they were like not with each other anymore. Mm-hmm. And they, and then um, yeah, I missed a big part of yeah. that movie. 
So what what drove them apart is that I mean they, the distance and then didn't the mom like hide letters? Yeah, they're okay. So there's a lot of those, and a lot of it. This is what I'm going to say. The characters young. They're so dumb. <laughs> what happened was so there's like three big things. It kept going back and forth about who's choosing to leave. Right. First, the guy decides he's going to leave. Then the girl decides she's going to leave. And then like I feel like it just kind of bounced back and forth. Okay. But <clears throat> the first one was actually Ryan Gosling leaving. Her mom, the, Rachel McAdams, I don't know their character's name. They hated Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah. Um, and they told him that. And she's like, well, I love him. I want to go, you know. They're like, this is just a summer fling. You're going to get an education. You're going to marry someone, right? Blah, 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 right? You know? And at the end, Ryan's like, Ryan's character was like, I'm just going to leave. There's no point. You know, it does. Suck and Rachel is like, no, no, no. We'll make it work. Like, I'll come out to New York for you. Like she was even saying, I'll go to your place if you want. Like, you know, your idea, yeah. your dreams. I'll follow you. You don't need to follow me. So she thought he abandoned her. He thought she abandoned him. It was the whole thing. Yeah. But and then it passed forward to the future where the girl's like, well, why did he leave? He's an idiot. And, you know, it's them. You know, she doesn't realize it's her story. And James Garner, once again, I don't know. Her, <laughs> James Garner is like, yeah, he is an idiot. I'm like, at least they addressed it. Cause I'm like, the dude's so dumb. Like she's literally like, don't yeah. listen to my parents. You know, it's going to be hard, but we'll leave. You know, we'll go to your, we can go to New York if you want. If that's where you want to go, I'll follow you. You know? Yeah. They also got together in a pretty crazy way. Like he was, we're just talking about the notebook now, but this is just a good thing to go off of nuts because we're using old characters. Right. Um, Like, he was a little bit of a creep to her. He like just saw her on the bumper cars was like, she's mine. And then he's just, yeah. she's like with another guy and he's like, dance with me. And she's like, no, like, uh -huh. why would I do that? And then he like jumps onto the, the Ferris, Ferris wheel, wheel <laughs> and while she's already on a date and is like, date me, date me like, and then he just like hangs and like risks his life. To and get he's to like, go. if you say no, I'm going to let myself go. Is that, I'm like, is that romantic? <laughs> I don't think it is. It is in the context of, oh, they ended up being together forever, but yeah. like, it's not romantic. Like if it, okay. If they didn't end up being together forever, I'd be like, that's a weird story. Like she would be telling that story for the rest of her life being like, yo, there was this one crazy guy <laughs> who was this creep. But since they ended up together, it's like, it's actually a sweet story. My father, you know what it's like? Back to the future. You know when the dude is like a peeping Tom to her and he gets yes. hit by the car? Not a sweet like, story. But they're like, oh, you know, he was, my dad hit him with this car. When in reality it was, <laughs> he was a peeping Tom. Like he was a weird dude. <laughs> well, because, well, in Back to the Future, their life wasn't really that good. Right. But after, like when they met in a better way, like him defending her from Biff. Oh, yeah. Now they have a better life because their story actually started in not a freaking creepy, weird way. That's a good point. I never thought of it that way. But it's true. It's true. Yeah. So um, let's see. I feel like the 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 staff is like watching these people. Like they, So they know they're married to each uh -huh. other. Obviously, all the staff, all everyone knows that these people... They love each other. They just can't remember. Right. So they probably would try to like make them sit with each other. Yeah. And they would try to like. And it's probably a part of the kids request too. It's like, you well, know, yeah, it's like to stay together. We mm -hmm. want our parents to be our parents and we don't, we know that they love each other. We don't want them yeah. to just forget to each be other. Alone and yeah. So they put them together, but they probably don't 
there is a little bit of a not liking each other or right. Like the, like in a, like the, the teenager inside this old woman, like can't help but roll her eyes at this guy, like stuff yeah. like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. And then that's when we see some moments of mm-hmm. that. I don't know how long they've been together, like back in their high school or then their thing where he, like when they meet is actually yeah. like at a lunch. Mm-hmm. where he sits down next to her oh. and starts talking to her and she mm-hmm. just does like, she's not interested in him. Right. And because, um, like, I don't know if she's not attracted to him in like physical sense, but she yeah. just like, I don't know that. I feel like that's pretty common. The girl not being into the guy and he just trying and trying and, and trying, trying and trying. trying. Yeah. And then eventually like she actually does kind of get mm-hmm. into it. So I, I feel like, like that. that's like the first flashback. Mm-hmm. It could even be like, um, they're friends, you know, because of course they have the workers that are pushing them together because, I mean, it's their job, you know. They're like, sit here, right? Sit here, blah, blah, blah. I wonder, you could also go flashback. They do meet at lunch. Also, maybe they were set up as a blind date first, maybe. You know what I mean? Okay, so it's not them who put them together. I actually like that. You see what I mean? Like, I see what you more, mean. Like, their friends are pushing like, dude, go out. <laughs> I feel like they get together in like their twenties. So these are high school. I was students. thinking college. Like I, college. my mind has it like college, maybe a little yeah. later. You know what I mean? Early so yeah, 20s. I feel that like they it's, get put on a blind date in like yeah. a, like a double date. Cause their friends uh-huh. are into each other. And so they just like get put into this thing and they don't really like, I don't know if you've ever been on a blind date, but it's like, for me, I've been on a few and I'm just there because I know like my friend is like interested mm-hmm. in this girl Yeah, or even not interested, but just like, I'm just there like to, you know what I mean? Right. And so I feel like that's how it would be. Like she, he might even be into her just cause he's, Oh, he finds out he's attracted to her. Yeah. Or it could be the other way around, but then, but the girl is not into it. Or right. He, like he could think, Oh, she's attractive. But then at the same time, that's like that, her personality, like they just like clash so hard. Or maybe he's into another girl. Oh. And so it's, we show him like flirting with this other, like old, this other old woman. <laughs> I would love that making like, her jealous. Like there's like <laughs> there's like a little bit of it, and that that's what makes her realize she likes him is she realizes she's jealous. Uh huh. You know what I mean? So like I I see this thing like he doesn't want to be there. She do, she doesn't like him either. Uh huh. In there in the old folks home. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said that again, but in the retirement home. And, but then he, he like can't stop like looking over at this other woman and they're talking. But then then that makes her like jealous, and then she realizes yeah. like wait I actually do kind of. And maybe how they could get together, like, because we did this at our retirement home. We did all these events, right? Yeah. Yep. All of them. And uh, this would just be even funnier. What if, well, I guess it would be older. Never mind. That wouldn't work. But it would still be fun. Retirement events. We did all these dances all the time. Yep. Yep. I, and like he's trying, I know exactly he's trying to because... dance with this other girl and she's like jealous. Like there's this whole thing. But then we could like flash back and there is like a similar, yeah, a similar event. Yeah, I like that a lot because, yeah, like the whole time, every time at lunch that she's forced to sit with this guy, she doesn't, she's, she doesn't like him. She doesn't want to talk to him. Every mm-hmm. time he says something, she is annoyed by him. But then, yeah, they, when they have an event where someone's playing live music, uh-huh. she's like, wait, why is he not sitting by me? And yeah. like, there's this weird thing in the back of her brain. Like, why is, and, uh, and it could be like, why do you care? It, like, you know, she's like having this fight with her. It's like, why yeah. do you care that he's over there? Like, you don't even like him. He annoys you. And then, yeah, I can see them younger again. He, he brings another girl to a date or to a, to a dance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she, and that's when she like comes to him for the first time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, 
I like you. That's I like a, it. Dude, I'm actually kind of excited for this story now. I, mean, I know. I think this is actually a pretty <laughs> solid. It, to be honest, it might exist. I didn't do research. There might Neither be a I. story of two people, like two old people falling in love again. That's the problem is there's just so many books that exist in the world. Yeah. Um, that like, how are you supposed to know all stories that exist? Right. Um, but that, that actually does bring us, you had an idea that we talked about before we started of r- turning a book into a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of books. Oh, there's so are, many. Like if you go into a library, you're like, how does, how has everyone written a book? Yeah. Like, and how do you know what to read? Do you remember, uh, I think we talked about this on the podcast last year, me and Jack went to a, I don't know what to call it. Like a writing convention, maybe, uh, yeah. In Provo, um, which is just North of here, kind of one of the big cities in Utah. And a lot of them were filmmakers, but I would say the vast majority of them were actually book writers, yeah, you know, novelers. And, and they're, they're talking about their books that have been released. And, and they have like 15, 20 books. I'm like, I've yeah. never heard of this person. And I don't want to, like, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know too much about it. But I feel like you can easily get a book more public. It's easier to get a book published than it is to get a movie made. Yeah. That, well, that is, and that is not. That's part of the thing of why there's so many books. And there's some of the books that they were telling us. And I'm like, I, maybe there's people who enjoy it and there's, you know, a fan base for it. There probably is. But I'm like, I would never, ever read your book. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it's just that not is our not. Style. But the reason I brought that My up is because we wanted to take a book that's lesser known, that's still good, and yeah. try to write a movie. I mean, obviously the story is there, but movies have to change mm-hmm. the book a lot. Yeah. So that's where our job would come in. But this is so bad. This is probably funny for the viewers. I really have to go bathroom. Do you mind if I? Are we done? Yeah, we can, we can do a pause. Okay. Do you mind for pause? Yeah. So how was your PE, Carter? It was, <laughs> it was necessary. It was good. I feel much better, actually. Okay, good. I'm in the zone. <laughs> Let's get back to this Zero geriatric love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> title of the episode, actually. I don't, I don't know what that's the title like, is. That's not a bad one, geriatric love. People are going to be like, what? <laughs> um. Okay. So how old... I mean, the thing about a story like this, when you are talking about older people who are um, together, is their love story is... in a. It's kind of like a timepiece. Right. So what time period do we want this movie to take place in? Does, do we want it to take place in 2022 and these are old people in 2080? Or do we want it to be oh. a story that takes place in the 20s? That's the... Yeah. I actually really like that idea of the back in time is our day. And then the flash forward might be, you know, like 20 future movies kind of suck though, but I guess we we could just make the retirement home exactly the same. It just is in 2080. Right. Right. We could do like, I don't know. We could do like small adjustments. That is true though, though. Time forward movies name, like a great time forward movie. And also they always just get it wrong. Like yeah. In 2080, when they're watching our movie, they're like, oh, could you believe they thought this was going to be what we had? Uh-huh. So, so that, think, thinking a second back to the future. That is what everyone talks about. That movie. I remember. Oh, that's what they thought. I remember when it was like 2015. The day? 2015. That's what's crazy. That's so far in the past now. That's and that was like years. so far in the future for them. Uh-huh. It's 30 years. Like, I remember actually like as a kid thinking like of the like 2020s mm-hmm. being so far in the future. It feels the same. Yeah. I mean, I know there's differences, you know, um, but at the same time, like it's the same, it's the same. 
and that's probably how it's going to be. I mean, people are going to be a little different. The fashion's mm-hmm. going to be different, but and the technology is going to be different, but it is going to be the same. Too. Yeah. Right. Like it'll be the same kind of idea, I guess, you know. Like they were able to make Back to the Future what? The 80s. How far ago was that? 50 years? Um, no. wasn't it? It wasn't in the 70s. It was in the 80s, right? It yeah. was. It was 85. 1985 is when the first one came out. Okay. So it's nearly 50 years. It's like 40-something. Yeah. And the technology has changed, but at the same time, like, cell phones are nice, you know? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's like a some kind of thing. I feel like the way they interpreted the future, they had a whole bunch of devices yeah. But the real future is that our phone just does all of those things. We don't have like a hundred devices that are futuristic. We just have one. Right. That yeah. That's actually so true though. Like if there's anything, it's just that this can do all of it. You know, I think another futuristic phone. thing, like our watches, like we both have smart watches on. That's true. And like, I feel like in the past they thought like that we would have a thing that would be able to track, like that would be able to track things for us. Like, I feel like so many futuristic movies, they look at their wrist and like a hologram will come out. Uh-huh. Um, and we don't have the hologram. Or they but we speak still into have, their watch to... Yeah. Like almost like a phone that's like, sir, you know. Yeah, I use my watch. I do use my watch for stuff like that. Like when I come up with an idea for The Pointless Void, I stop everything I'm doing. I turn on my watch and just speak into it, the idea. That's nice. And or like, or if I come up with a comedy bit or a comedy idea, mm-hmm. I like talk into my watch. Like, that does feel futuristic to me, but it's just, we have it. Yeah. That's a nice idea. Yeah. You should start doing that. Does your watch do that? Does not. But I'll just grab my phone. I'll just turn on the audio. Because I can be like, hey, Siri, record message. Oh. Eh, we'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried that with Siri. To just tell her to record a message, but, or record this into my notes. Is that a thing? Maybe. Try that for fun. Hey Siri, record this into my notes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you need to, Oh, that makes sense. Does it actually work? It says you need to unlock your iPhone. Hey Siri, though. record this into my notes. Oh, yeah. She's just gonna show me what my notes say. Yeah, she's she's not that helpful. We love you, Siri, but. Sometimes she's great. Sometimes she's so dumb. Typing stuff is way better. Yeah. Just get the bear app. That's what I use. The bear. Bear. It's called bear. It's like, huh. what a weird name, but that's weird. Does it have anything to do with bears? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, it's really into the gay community. We, the bears, um, the bears. Yep. I've never met a bear. I mean, a what? Oh, maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. No. Oh, so so in the in the uh, gay community, they like categorize different types of men. Oh, so like a like, like a like a hairy guy who's like more chubby and like yeah. big. That's a bear. Like a skinny like hairy oh. guy is an otter. They have all these like terms to like. Oh yeah, describe like, guys physical or like physical, you know just like put them into a category. Physical put them into appearance. a category. Like oh, I'm a I'm a, I. This is the kind of guy I'm interested in. And oh, so that that makes so much more sense. When you were saying that, I'm like, I'm trying to follow along, but I have no idea what he's going with. Yeah, so that's okay, what a gotcha. Bear is. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, so what else? What's it? So, so that that actually is an interesting aspect. If if this takes place in 2020 and not 
the 60s or whatever Mm -hmm. what what is dating like for them where are they except i don't want them to meet on a dating app no but that's how people meet no that's the only way people meet the only way i think Um, i've never met anyone especially if they're at college with a bunch of friends like there's very easy it could yeah so i think I don't think we need to change it. Anything. And I think that's like kind of going back to what we were saying about like in the future, in the past, like p- how people s- began dating in the past, you know, um, from friends, stuff like that. It's kind of the same way here. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it is the same. In essence, it's the same way today. We do have dating apps and that does change it a little bit for like some people you meet, but I think for the ma- vast majority, it's the Most same way. Most people as, I know that have dating apps don't actually meet people. It's just fun to throw pickup like, lines. I don't meet people. I literally uh, yeah, no. just use it just to literally ghost people. <laughs> Not well, really. That's what everyone uses like, it I just for. talk to people like for a f- day and a half, maybe. If, and then it's just gone. And then I'm just like, oh, whatever. Like they're yeah. not real. <laughs> like they are real people, but it's like they, they're not treating me like I'm real. They're, I'm not treating them like they're real. They're just. Yeah. Sometimes I do it just to test out pickup lines, just to see if it works. Like, yeah, I'll set in and they're like pretty good. Eight out of 10. And then we just never talk again. Or like sometimes yeah, they're like, exactly that was good. Because I, <laughs> I meet so many people in real life that I could date oh, yeah. that I don't need an app. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'll go on there just for fun. Yeah. No, that's just kind of a fun. lot of people. That's yeah, a lot that's of what people. everyone uses it for. It's just like, it's just fun. Like, I don't know anyone that, actually, that's a lie. I do know someone that met their wife on a dating app, which I mean, hey, if you end up do, finding it, like, that's sweet. Yeah. But, but uh, it's the, mainly just a game on your phone. Yeah, well, the thing is, if you go and meet someone, then you, like, actually, that's now a person you met in person. I like. Oh, yeah. Because the way you are on the dating app is not the real person, but mm-hmm. it's like if you meet them and then you start to like them, it's just it's just a different way to discover someone. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's actually funny. So I knew someone who met someone on the phone and proposed on the phone and I'm not talking like dating app. I'm talking like a phone call. They had a picture of them and they called every night and they met one time in person. They lived across the country. They met one time in person. And then they said, well, I know that this is it. It was like their marriage was like a business transaction more than it was like a, (laughs) yeah, that's better than a dating app though. Because hearing someone's voice and having real life, even though, a phone is worse than being in person. It's way better than texting. Oh yeah, 100%. Like when you have time to think about what you're going to say, uh-huh. when you um and also like I'm a lot more confident over texting for some reason and I feel like everyone's that way. Like, you know, just like a general thing like it's almost like it's oh, like I can say whatever I want, you know, it's not my actual voice, but like when yeah. you're saying it in person live and you're delivering it cuz there's a part of delivering it cuz you can like write something down and that's only half of it. And then they interpret some way and then it's like delivered a different way. But when you say it out yeah. loud, you actually have the deliverance, you know, you. Yeah. So I still would never do it. Mm-hmm. I would never propose to someone over the phone that I never really met, but I see how that's more acceptable. More acceptable. Me yeah, definitely. Than falling in love with someone that is literally your pen pal. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. That's what it is. I knew someone last year um, at school that, I, I wouldn't really consider them a friend. They were just a acquaintance. I saw them around. They lived in the same building. I knew their name. They knew my yeah. name. Um, but I, one thing I did know about them is that they had a, um, the person wasn't, didn't 
have uh, gender. They were non-binary. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you, because I was going to say girlfriend, boyfriend, but I actually don't know. A they how friend? Is that an actual way to say it? How yeah. do you, how do you, how do you refer to your, uh, their partner? Their yeah, partner. their partner. I don't know why I didn't mm-hmm. think of that. Yeah, their partner. Um, They had a partner that didn't, they never met. That like, I knew really? that that's like one thing I knew about them is that they had never met or talked what? on the phone. And I was like, wait, how long have you guys um, been dating? And they're like, um, like six years. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? What? And so they weren't dating anyone else because of like their partner that they'd known for six years that they'd never met. They lived it. <laughs> they lived it. Uh, so you, you probably lived, know them too. That's what I'm like. Wait a sec. Cause we lived I'm in the same to, building. Okay. Afterwards we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just expose them on their name is no. <laughs> um, yeah, you might, you, we, uh, by the time you got around, we didn't really hang out. Yeah. Or, yeah, you kind of gave it the worst time in that building, but I did. I came in a terrible time just for the history of that. Our uh, our building, our dorm had a falling out right before I got there, and I yeah. went in at like the so the Great so Depression. <laughs> Carter and I are at the same school, but I came a semester earlier than him, and so the semester I came, like our dorm building was so close. Like we'd like we all had each other's numbers. We were inviting each other to stuff. We were like having birthday parties for each other. We were we would hang out in the common area like every night. And then there was like this falling out, like every member of the group was having falling outs with each other. And then the whole group just like had a falling out and then Carter moves in. Yeah. (laughs) And then like, it was just way more sad. Like I got there and it looked like a war torn, you know, area. Like, like people would walk by each other and just like scowl at each other. (laughs) No one talked to each other. And And yeah, people told me myths, like not just you, there was another one um, who moved out that at the end of that semester. And he told me like stories of what happened and yeah. he was like, Oh, Mary Nelson. And like, people were like, Oh, and then I'm like, what happened? Well, cause it was also a rare thing. Like people that had lived in Mary Nelson this semester before. Mm-hmm. And we just now said the name of the dorm room. It's called Mary Nelson. That's the name of the dorm room. And the people that had lived there before had said like last year, it was so desolate. Like not people weren't mad at each other, but no one hung out with each other. Yeah. And so it was like this weird thing that everyone was friends with each other. Uh huh. And so it was like, and then the next semester, not only was no one friends with each other, but people actually had beef. Yeah. There was like, so legit, it was like a uh, legit problems with people inside that building. Yeah. <laughs> we no longer live there, but yep. We've moved on to bigger and brighter things. Yep. Just across the street. Yeah. Just, <laughs> well, I live just across the street. You live somewhere this else. This town is like across the street. <laughs> like I, I basically live across the street. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This whole town is one street. So yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we, we have made it to an hour. Um, I, I kind of want to write more of this outside of the podcast because I Agreed. think this could be really cute. I think this is a great I feel idea. Like this is good short film potential. I was thinking that too. Actually, that crossed my mind. Having it be, I don't know, fifteen minutes. It's also very easy to shoot. Uh huh. Like for people that have don't have budget, I think this is pretty good short film material. Oh yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll like legitimately talk about this after. But yes, when you guys, hey, if we ever make when we're gonna say when when we make this, we'll when send this it up comes to the, out. When this comes out, be excited. We'll I mean we'll probably post it on our on our. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. So to, some exciting to, times. Again, remember we have a new podcast launching, um, Decolonize Your Mind, and another podcast that I'm 
resurrecting potentially with that same guy, Dalen, uh, called Correct Opinion Zone. We haven't worked out the details if that's going to be coming back, but we are in the works of reviving that podcast. A very old podcast, much older than this one even. Mm-hmm. But um, so there's talk of potentially two more podcasts there coming into the Pointless Void Productions. And then also check out our other Pointless Void Production shows, Pixie Dusters. Um, the most recent episode they did was Smasher Pass Disney. <laughs> Um, so if you want to s- listen to a bunch of um, young adults sexualized Disney characters, then that's your episode. To that. <laughs> and we also have a Marvel podcast that both Carter and I are mm-hmm. hosts on. And we're going to be talking about the winter soldier, which right, is a movie. Time. It's pretty good. Probably great movie. Have you seen it? No. I Fabulous! To, I'm going to watch it and we're going to talk about it. It's so like actually one of the best espionage spy movies out there. It's so and we good. have a lot of talk to talk about, about Marvel, about how it's kind of sucking now, but yeah, the fourth phase is not looking too good, but that's another podcast, not this one. So come join us. That's all for this episode. See you next week, but we're going to jump back into the void. <laughs>